Good morning. Our reading this morning is also a song. It's a psalm, but I will not be singing it. <laughs> oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. The rivers clap their hands, let the hills sing for joy together. Before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the earth, the world, sorry, with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, good morning. My name's Jared. I'm the pastor here at w, uh, HW, HWC. Yeah, I get that right, Jared. <laughs> I had a late night last night. <laughs> That's okay. It's great to see you all. Um, and so today uh, we, are, we are here to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our great God who came to become one of us to save people like us. And that's awesome news. You see, uh, when Jesus came, he's the king of the universe. He's always been the king of the universe. And he came to be born as a baby. Now, we have babies in this church, which is fantastic. And Jesus came as a baby. And, uh, and when, when we read about the, the accounts of Jesus' birth, we just hear of so much joy and so much awe. Those are things that strike me, whether it's people rejoicing exceedingly with great joy or whether it's people falling down on their knees, bowing before him, giving him gifts. We see people like the Magi. We see the angels having a party. We see the shepherds watching their flocks by night. Here, this great, awesome king, uh, people coming from all over the place hear that Jesus is the king and he has come. That's what Christmas is all about. And, 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 and that's what we get to celebrate today. But not only today, uh, every day. Psalm 98 that um, Michelle just read for us is the, the song behind the song. Uh, that is, it is the song that Joy to the World, which we'll sing when I finish this sermon, is based on. So Joy to the World um, was written um, by a guy, I think it's Isaac Watts, and he wrote it based on this psalm. And so that, that's, that's really cool. And so we're going to look at Psalm 98 and then I'll, I'll also read Joy to the World in here. And then we'll sing Joy to the World, getting to, to, to sing what, we, what we've just heard, this, this great praise song to our great God who's come to save us. So uh, I'm just going to pray. So please join me as we do that. Lord, thank you so much that you came to this earth that you created. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the king of the universe and that you love us so much that you came to, to save us. And we thank you, Lord, that you offer us that salvation. Lord, we turn to you. We ask for your forgiveness. We pray that now I would speak your word boldly and clearly and faithfully. And we pray that you would use that 
to, to make us more like Christ and to draw our attention to Jesus. And we pray this all for his glory. Amen. So let's work our way through that psalm. So we see it say there at the beginning, O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Praise God. Praise the Lord. That is Yahweh. That's his name. Praise him. He is the one deserving of all glory, honor, praise. He is the majestic one, the ruler, the the creator, the, the sustainer of everything. And use a new song to praise him. Praise him in new and wonderful ways. Why? Because he's done amazing things. This God has done enormous things, wonderful things. Uh, of course, the most wonderful being the incarnation, that's Jesus coming to be born, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our King. That's, that's, that's the one that we're praising, Jesus, our King. We rejoice in Him. We rejoice in Christ Jesus. He, he is God and He came to become a human and He came to rescue sinners like us. So why, why should we praise God? Come on in, guys. <laughs> why, why should we praise God? Because he's done amazing things, because he's good, because he's great, because he's the one who deserves it. Praise God. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. You see, God's awesome power brings salvation. That's what God does with his amazing, mighty power. He uses it to to work salvation. Uh, he, He uses his strength to bring salvation. His right hand brings rescue his might brings many to, to, be, to become in his family. And he does all of this accomplishing his purposes. You see, God's awesome power is, is clear to us. When we look, when we look throughout history, uh, we, we look and we see all of the mighty, wonderful things he's done. Uh, particularly, most clearly, we see that in Jesus Christ. We see God's might. We see his power and we see his love. We see the, the salvation that he has worked on the cross for us. Verse 2, the Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. You see, the Lord, he, he worked this salvation by his mighty power. But not only did he work it, he made it known. He, he broadcast that message of his salvation, of his rescue of people like us to the whole world. That's what our great God has done. You see that with Jesus, like we've just been talking about, how his, his fame and his name were known as, as all around, whether it was people who were uh, vehemently opposed to him, like Herod, or people who recognized who this really is, the king of the universe, like the Magi or the shepherds, or even Mary and Joseph, recognizing this baby boy is not just any baby, No, this is God himself come to rescue us. This is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And God makes known that salvation. That's what he does. We, we in, in, here at High Wycombe, we've been working through Exodus. And in Exodus, we see God make his name known. You see, Pharaoh and, 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 and the Egyptians were like, we don't know who the Lord is. And then in the book of Exodus, we see God make it known who he is. So there's no doubt that the Lord he is God. And, and, and that's, that's what we see here with Jesus Christ. He is the Lord. He is making known his salvation in the sight of the nations. Uh, there's more than enough evidence to show us the wisdom, the depth of insight, the perfection 
the rule, the reign, and the beauty of Yahweh our God. And this is clear not only for Israel, his Old Testament people, but for all nations. Uh, It doesn't matter where we're from in the world. This message has been broadcast and it's going out. We see this perfectly in Jesus. Verse 3, he has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. You see, God, it says God has remembered, not, not to say that he ever forgot, but that his covenant promises, his binding promises that he's made to his people are ever before him, and he has made those promises and he will keep them. Uh, God, God's kept his steadfast love and his faithfulness. He has kept them, these promises that he's made, and God will always keep these promises that he's made. He's always true to his loving kindness. That's his character. He is love. God is love. He is steadfast. He is faithful. He is true. And of course, we see this in Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, the only way to God. Carrying on in verse 3, all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. You see, not only do all nations get to see God's uh, righteousness on display from afar, not only do we get to, to see his righteousness, but the salvation that first came to the Jews is open to each and every one of us. Isn't that wonderful? Not only is it that we get to see his righteousness, but in God's amazing love in Jesus Christ, we can become his righteousness by his grace, by that awesome swap where Jesus takes on our rebellion against God and in place gives us his righteousness. Meaning that those of us who were not in God's family at all in the Old Testament, no, no way of, of, of getting to him, can now be brought into God's family, adopted in Jesus Christ, given Christ's righteousness, clothed in him, and standing before the ultimate, righteous, holy, perfect God, justified, that is, made right. And that's on offer to each and every one of us. This is awesome stuff. No wonder the song was joy to the world. Like God is awesome and he has come to save us, to save us whether, whether we are in Israel or not. Uh, and then, and then we, we get to this, this overflowing of, of praise. Uh, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. It's, it's wonderful, isn't it? To, 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 to read these words and think, what does this mean? Praise Yahweh. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. That's a wonderful picture of when, when you're just filled with so much joy that you can't help but singing. Now, in Australia, we don't have too many examples of public singing. I mean, at the end of a footy match, when the guys get into the locker room and sing the song is about the extent of it. But this is telling us, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Praise God. Just let, let the, uh, the, the awesomeness of who God is and what he's done come forth in, the, in, in us so that we can't keep it in, that we just can't help but sing. Praising him, glorifying him, honoring him, because he deserves it all. He is our great and glorious God. Verse 5, um, sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. That's not saying a liar, like as in someone who tells lies, but the lyre, the instrument, in case that was confusing to you. Um, and so what is that telling us? Praise him some more. Keep praising him. Let's keep going. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the king, the Lord. Praise him more still. He is the king. He's Yahweh and he deserves 
all praise and praise Jesus Christ, who is God incarnate, come to save sinners like us. Praise him. He's the one who came to be born as a baby, who came to live the perfect life we could never live, who went to the cross for us and who rose powerfully from the dead and then ascended into heaven. You see, Jesus, he is the one deserving of all praise. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Praise him, the creation. Praise him, the creatures. Everything God has made, break forth in praising him. Uh, my son, Heath, has a little tiger and he likes to, to say, he used to say this a few, maybe a week ago, I would ask him, what does the tiger say? And he would go, roar. <laughs> But now, now I ask him, what does the tiger say? And he goes, rah! <laughs> um, and here it says, let the sea roar, roar, praising God. I mean, when you've been by the ocean and you hear some pretty big waves, you get an idea of, of, of the, the might of the ocean. And, and here we're reading all of God's creation, everything in it, the sea, the birds, the people, the grass, praise God, like glorify his name. That's, that's what we're hearing here. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills, many of us are from the hills, sing for joy together, praising God, praising Him with joy. Let's have a read of Joy to the World, the words, to get the sense of this. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Saviour reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found. Far as, far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders, wonders of his love. It is truly wonderful reflecting on the coming of Jesus at Christmas, isn't it? We we were reminded of, of the great love of our God in sending his only son, Jesus Christ, to come to this world to rescue people like us. All of us, none of us are perfect. All of us have, have messed up along the way. And, and the Bible tells us that we all deserve God's judgment for that. But salvation is on offer to us in Jesus Christ. You'll notice that I didn't read the last verse there. And that's because there's a bit of a twist on this sermon. I love a good crime novel. I just finished one recently. I'm happy to talk to you about it afterwards. But uh, the... The, one of the cool things about a crime novel is sometimes you get, a, you get a twist. Now, I've got a twist for you this morning. Did you know that Joy to the World wasn't originally a Christmas carol? If you look through those words again, you'll notice we don't really see anything about Mary and Joseph and the Magi and the shepherds watching their flocks by night and the angels and so on and the baby in the manger. And that's because Isaac Watts, who wrote this hymn, actually wrote it not about Jesus' first coming, but about his second coming. Have a look at verse 9 with me. Before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness 
and the peoples with equity. This blew my mind when I read this and I was like, whoa, he actually wrote this about Jesus' second coming. Uh, and of course, we see there and we, we, we look at, we look in and what we read in Joy to the World is absolutely true of Jesus' first coming. You know, praising God for the King has arrived in history to rescue sinners like us. But, but we, when, we, when we get this, this, that it was actually written about Jesus' second coming, these last couple verses make sense. And we see that it's actually talking about how Jesus, when he returns, will return in judgment. He will return to judge the world with righteousness and fairness and equity. And if you're anything like me, the idea of standing before God based on my own account is terrifying. The idea of, of standing before the holy God based on who I am and what I've done, absolutely terrifying. But the amazing news is that Jesus has come and so that for all who receive him, all who believe in his name, who turn to Jesus Christ, we will stand there before God, not, looking, not based on my account or your account, but clothed in Christ's righteousness made into a new creation, standing before the holy God, made holy and blameless ourselves. That is the great news that, that, that we see that is only possible because of Christmas, because Jesus came and because of the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, we, we would never be able to stand right before the perfect God on our own account. But each and every one of us who is in Jesus Christ can stand right before God on his account. And that's awesome. That's, that's, that's the wonderful truth, the good news that is on offer to us in Jesus Christ. You see, there's a, there's a way in which we can understand how we'll feel about Jesus' second coming, and that's to look at how we respond to his first coming. If we're kind of indifferent and don't really care that the king of the universe showed up the first time, then that's how we're going to feel the second time he comes. But if we look at his first coming and we realize the majesty, the glory, and the greatness of Jesus and the salvation he offers, then that shows us that we can then have great confidence in turning and trusting to him that when he returns, we will be found in him. If you haven't put your trust in Jesus, then I urge you to do that today. Don't delay receiving the greatest Christmas gift ever of Jesus Christ and the salvation that he alone offers. You see, uh, we, we, we're going to sing in a moment this song, Joy to the World. And that's exactly the, the right response it ought to, to lead to. The fact that the King has come, the King has come to save us, and the King is coming back to get us. That's, that's, that's the response it should lead to, joy. But if we don't know the King, then we're, we're not going to be responding with joy on that day. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be terrified at the judgment to come. And so I urge each and every one of us now, to come to Jesus, to put our trust in him so that at his return, we can still be singing the same song we're singing now of joy to the world. Let's stand and sing.